welcome to this special edition of Best of Fives. <laughs> Chris, are you okay? It took me a second. I'm all right. Like, what the hell? I'm all right. It's it's. I was coughing because uh, our topic is about this. Do you, know, do you guys know there's a virus out there? A what? Virus. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Where have you been living in a yeah. fucking hole? What a coincidence that we're doing this list. I was going to say, uh, there's that wonderful meme going around that describes my life perfectly. It says, you never know how introverted you are until a quarantine comes into place and you really make no changes to your daily life. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that That's me. That's me. <laughs> well, I had this brilliant idea to come up with the top five, like, viral, virus, quarantine, movies, whatever you want to bring up, list. Mm-hmm. And I asked Dave, and he said, absolutely. Matt got, got word of it, and he was like, I want in, and also <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> And we didn't bother asking Tim. Oh, because no. you know what? Between the three of us, he is the virus. Oh, <laughs> whenever he's around, we're just sick of him. He's, oh. he's the one in four. <laughs> code Code Tim nineteen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm going to write that down for another episode. Or I got First, a bad case of the Tim. <laughs> can can I really just ask you guys like seriously adult question like what do you guys I think I don't think of you can Oh wait oh, I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. you're you're going to say no, something like, What do you what are you guys like what's your thoughts about this thing the coronavirus Well I think everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing it's Well they're not though that's an issue well, <laughs> I live in yeah. Florida most of Florida is not doing what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> Except for Florida. I am. That's the frustrating part. But you know what? At this point, I'm going to say, I I fought it for the longest time. Uh, No, we deserve our reputation because we are a fucking wang full of idiots. (laughs) Wang. (laughs) What's that mean? A wang full? Well, look at the the map. That's what I'm I'm referring to, the shape. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I I I think everything is everything, and, and, and uh, the thing that I don't like about it is people blaming other people for it. People <sighs> yes. get people get sick, and and it's unfortunate, and it's nobody's fault. And then right. people want to blame the government for not doing enough, and and not knowing when it's going to be over. Nobody knows when it's going to be over. Just every, if everybody just used a little bit of common sense and chill the fuck out. Well, you, I, there's so many flaws in what you just said, starting with everyone using common sense. <laughs> are you guys afraid to go out and go food shopping or get no, gas or see, i mean I, well first i want to say I, I i'm sure somebody and we might not even hear from them they're just going to see that we did this this episode and we're upset we are certainly not making light of it we're no, we're, we're just trying to create a distraction for people and these these best of fives episodes are perfect opportunities to well, first, it's easy to, well, in this case, it wasn't, but typically it's easy to make a list, but then it usually leads to a really great conversation. So we're trying to offer everyone a distraction. No, I, and, but it's, it's exactly what Dave said. It's, it's, um, as long as you keep common sense. I have this little, like, aerosol sprayer of hand sanitizer in my car. I, I don't use it every time I touch my car. I wait until it's, I like something like you just said. I get my gas, then I spray my hands, and then I come home and I wash them thoroughly. And, you know, I'm doing what is recommended by people that know way better than me. But the unfortunate part is, there's just some people that think they know everything because they read three lines on Facebook, and now they're an expert, and they just are just throwing caution to the wind and just making things worse. Yeah. What is the reason for the fucking toilet paper being all gone? <laughs> it's, I don't understand. It's because uh, <laughs> people think they're going to be trapped inside for I a guess. long time, and. It, I mean, it's not a symptom of the virus. It's well, that's the thing. It doesn't give you the shits and, and, and the runs. You still have toilet paper at home, don't you? You maybe buy six more rolls, but you don't got to buy a carton or two cartons. Yeah. Because that's what people do. Well, that's that's the thing is, you know, I, at my job, we deliver that kind of stuff, and that's all everybody is ordering is cases of toilet paper. I can imagine. <laughs> There was, I read a really interesting article. It was a completely theoretic article. And this guy read, he, he said he wrote this completely based after 
um, as, as as little research as you can imagine. He said, but it's an interesting point to discuss. And it's kind of like it's kind of like this episode. He writes this article to give people distraction and, t- and to talk about it. But there may be some truth to it if you really were to analyze this. Apparently, in one of the big blizzards in the seventies, like I think there was one in seventy four, seventy six. Um, Johnny Carson made a joke about the blizzard in the Northeast covering everything and people stocking up on toilet paper and it was a joke and he kind of traces back all news reports of people hoarding toilet paper during natural events or things like this starting after the johnny carson monologue (laughs) right i thought that was kind of (laughs) funny again he said this is probably not true but i found this fun let's i'm gonna write about it yeah I just don't get it. Like, like when you go to a store, all the beef is gone, the chicken's gone, the soap is gone, the the Purell, the the paper. I'm I'm actually upset. I can't find any Cottonelle bud wipes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You live and die by those. How about those ball are, powder? Did you have any more of that? I haven't looked for any ball powder. I lately. still have the same bottle that you used last time. You used it here. Save that for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have. I, I, I just don't get it. One of the things we manufacture in our company is toilet paper and they tend to give us a bit of product, everything except the industrial medical products. We're going to use that at home, but um, they tend to give us the paper towels and toilet paper every year, two, three times a year as a, just kind of a thank you for your continued work. And the, the, the paper towels we go through in like a month, but the toilet paper lasts forever because they give us a case and there's like, 64 rolls or something yeah so maybe that's it maybe it's 96 we thought we were almost out christy's christy's been home since for two weeks now and will be for at least another three weeks and she was rearranging the garage and found another two cases and she started to unload them i'm like you fucking shut that garage right now our neighbors see us with that toilet paper we're gonna get shot as hoarders that's like gold (laughs) yep (laughs) i don't get it but this this is why we're making this list, you know. Um, Dave asked, he's being a rebel tonight. Mm-hmm. He went off of my of my rules. Oh yep. shit! I had a I had one that was going to go off, and I took it off because I'm trying to be a team player. You can put it on. You can you can whatever this is whatever you guys want to do. I'll start your list. I'll start you can with go last. To it. Yeah, like okay. you can go last and put the. Oh, okay, I'm, we'll see. Yes, all right. I'll see how how much you broke the rules before I decide if I want to jump on the Dave bandwagon. Dave's, Dave's always a rule breaker. You know, he does yeah. what he wants when he wants, <laughs> <laughs> but on these lists, yeah. hey, I mean, you said top five quarantine slash virus or illness movies. Right. I, when, when it's a list, like, like I don't let other people do what I'm about to do. So that's why I asked your permission as the list bearer. Yeah. If I have permission to break the rules of the list, because if somebody else did this and I was hosting, Forget I would it. give I would give them a ton of shit. You could have made a list top five sneezes in movies, and I would have said fine. <laughs> okay. Well, who's going first? Um, well, apparently I'm not me, from what I heard. Yeah, we'll save you in the middle, <laughs> uh, Dave. Cause my my list is horrible, and and I won't talk much. Wait, and then you wait, wait to sell the show. Listen, this is going to be awful. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Um, all right, my number five, which I don't think this is the most obvious one that should be on everyone's list. Mm-hmm. But I get, I bet you it's not on Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and there's been seven of these movies. Oh, geez, seven. Fast seven. and the Furious. <laughs> no, because there, I think there's nine of those. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact, I, well, Matt, I think likes this, likes this stuff more than Dave does. Cause according to Dave, all you do in these video games is fucking walk around. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what there's like a bunch of video games. I don't know how many of this and they made them in the movies. I think I know what you're talking about, but I didn't realize there was that many of them. I know there's several of them. The one I'm yes. thinking of. Um, umbrella Academy. Resident oh, yep, Evil. That's it. Yep. I mean, it's just a movie about a virus that makes people into zombies and you go around killing them all. And it's just, it gets worse. They, every movie is horrible. Yes. <laughs> but, um, Milo, Mila, what, what's your name? Mila. I fucked it up. I usually. Lilo, Lilo Dallas. Yeah. 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 Mila Javukovic. Javukovic. Fucking, you know, 
badass as hell, but just over the top blood and gore and shooting them in the head and just, you know, a virus that just spreads. And it's it's mostly I like the fucking games. I, I play the games all the time back in the day. Then they made the movies. I saw all the movies and they're just everything is just it's just cheap, you know, action horror shit. That's a good time watching. Dave, did you play any of these games ever? <laughs> well, I just like to say, oh shit, fooey on you oh. right off the bat. What? Because I, I do not like those movies. Those movies are awful. <laughs> See, you're, okay, you were right about that. Okay. But they're but, four out of five on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, three fifths of my list is not movies. Including Wait, my number what? five. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know my, we could do that. <laughs> I told you. I told you I'm breaking the rules. My number five is the first Resident Evil video game. Uh, oh, okay. Here's our best of five quarantine movies. I'm starting off with a song by Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> my dingling is my number five. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's it's all that stuff that you said, and I I do not like these games, and I don't know how to play them. I I play sports games. I don't play these other things because it is a lot of walking around. But the games that they have now, like this Last of Us and these other things that I make fun of, there's way more walking around than on these old games. And I I never even owned this game, but at the movie theater that we all used to work at, we had a little TV up in the projection booth. <laughs> TV VCR combo, greatest invention known to man. Yeah, TV VCR combo. Somebody brought in their PlayStation and hooked it up to that TV. And every night for a while, somebody was probably you, Chris, maybe Matt, maybe Steve, maybe Tim, I don't know, was playing that game. And I just used to sit and watch the game like I was watching a movie (laughs) because it it was that kind of... I don't know, entertaining to me. And I like the story of this umbrella corporation uh, and this virus turning these people into these kind of things. And the game itself was very frightening. I remember sitting up in the booth and it was dark and it was, you know, we we're waiting for the movies to be over and it was kind of dark and, and, and these things are popping out and we're like, I'm scared by watching this game. And now we shut it off and it's, it's silent up in the booth. Yeah. And now we have to walk downstairs, and it's dark. And it's like, you got to turn the lights off. Well, you got to turn the lights off, and then you got to walk through the dark booth. And we just played this thing where these, like, awful things are popping out. It was, I don't know, it affected me somehow. And it all started with that virus. And what was her name, the girl in the thing? Alice. That's a- Alice, I know, I know yeah. Her, yeah, but she, yeah. I don't know if she had a last name or not. Yeah, I, I just remember Alice. And then there was Resident Evil 2. It was, like, her and her brother or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I liked watching you guys play those games. That's my number five, Resident Evil. I'm shocked. Well, we got to pause this for an hour, and I got to rewrite my list now. I know how much Dave broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, though. That's, that's, uh, I'm shocked. I didn't think you have anything Resident Evil-ish on your list. Just that. That was wrong. That <laughs> Just was wrong. that one. Just that <laughs> All right, Matt, when it's your turn, you can change it. Whatever you want to do, number no, five. I'm good. I'm good with my list so far. So this one, this is an older movie, and this is like in that lost period of movies. It isn't the classic black and white movies, and it's not post-Star Wars. So Dave will probably poo-poo this just for the fact that it was made in 1971. But the story is actually really good, and the effects for 71 aren't terrible, especially with the subject matter that's doing. And I... Saw this movie in the late 90s when I thought I was a big Michael Crichton fan because of Jurassic Park and then Congo came out and that kind of changed everything. (laughs) But but in between the two, I had rented the Andromeda Strain. Have either of you ever seen this? No. Never seen it. No. It's actually really good. The idea is, I'm not going to give away too many plot points, but I'll give you the idea to set the stage because on the surface, you might not really care to see it. A satellite has crashed into earth and the town that it crashed in has killed everybody except for two people 
and they take the two people, put them in quarantine, and they take the satellite, put it in quarantine. They find some kind of weird matter on the on the satellite. Now, from the very beginning, the absolute very beginning, from from what I just told you, every answer to what is happening is right in front of you. I mean, you might I, I didn't know because I'm not a doctor, and and most people might not. But as the movie goes, they are telling you exactly what happens. But the story is so well written that until the character and and what happens is they put all three of these things into this underground uh, superstructure that's like five stories deep, and there's four or five, I think four specialist throughout the country in there trying to figure out what's going on one of them finally figures it figures it out and when he tells you exactly what is happening the entire answer was in front of your eyes the entire movie and you never knew it it's a really really good story that sounds cool yeah it does sound cool all right now i gotta watch that (laughs) well you have the time (laughs) i think i was gonna say you have some time yeah cool all right was it back to me yeah yeah okay uh, I I would bet money that this is definitely on Dave's list, and I just wrote down stuff that I was like, oh, I, I remember that. I don't know much history of these movies. I, I just saw them. I go, oh, that was pretty cool. But I know Dave. This is this is I think one in one of your. It's probably in your top ten films of all time. Ooh, oh, I know what it is. Oh shit, is what I'm guessing. All right, uh, there was a a new TV show uh, yep. based off of the movie. <laughs> Which was fucking horrible, and I watched every fucking season. Um, it is in a future world devastated by disease. A convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. I haven't seen this movie in so long either. It is monkeys. Twelve monkeys. We're all monkeys. Yes, <laughs> and I know Dave loves this movie. I haven't seen this movie. I swear to God, I, I maybe when it came out, maybe a couple years after or, or whatnot. But it's been a long time. I just remember how how confusing but but great it was with the first time you saw this that's, movie. Well, that's a Terry Gilliam film, and and you hit the nail on the head. It's like confusing yet great. And Terry Gilliam is like he either hooks you in in those opening moments and you're in for the ride or you, he loses you completely and you'll never enjoy this movie. This, I like this one too. It's not on my list. I've now put it on my honorable mentions to blow that lead, but it, this, this is a good movie. And this is a movie Dave and I have had extensive conversations about at the theater, whether or not it has a happy ending. I forget. I think it does. And Dave did too. And some people and some other people we talked to disagreed. I think it had a good ending. And you mean Dave Smitty? No, you, you. We had a conversation about this. Yeah, thanks for uh, remembering that. <laughs> that. That feels thanks, <laughs> yeah. that fills my heart with with love right now. With joy, yeah. The virus is getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I, if I'm going to piggyback right on top of you, and my number four is Twelve Monkeys. Oh, <laughs> you know, get out of my house. All right. Stop looking at my shoulder. I Six feet you. apart. Six I can see you. Apart. Fuck social distancing. I'm taking Did, your list. Was was Brad Pitt nominated for an Oscar? Yes, it was his first Oscar nomination, and he's part of the reason that I love it because I I have always thought that he was an incredible actor from early on, like the the um, Thumb and Louise and the the stuff that he did in um, True Romance. Chris, I made you watch California. With a K. Yeah. With a K with David Duchovny. I love California. What a great movie. He's so great in it. And now here he is starting to become more than this heartthrob, and they ugly him up in it. And he lost the the Oscar that year, but it was almost like validation, like even for me. Like I know this guy's great, and now somebody else thinks so too. And <laughs> it's every everything that Matt said about Terry Gilliam, this is this is this has his like thumbprint on every second of this because he has a style yeah and his style is it makes you uncomfortable yes that's that's a great way to say it yeah Yeah. and 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 it's never pretty it's it's often very off-putting but he doesn't care because that's his style and i don't i don't this movie, I, I actually watch it a lot. In fact, it's been on a lot lately because as, as soon as people start getting sick, they start running these movies yep. like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen it a lot lately. And it's another thing for Bruce Willis, too, because Chris, you and I really both love Bruce Willis. And people 
think whether or not he's a good actor or not. He's really, really good. He, he's in this good movie. in this. Yeah, he is. The scenes, there's a scene where he, it's one of the times that he's <laughs> sent. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're going to say. Well, when he's in the car listening to the music. Oh, that's not it. Oh, I thought, okay, never mind. I, if you don't I bring up, that. if you don't bring up the scene I'm thinking of, I'm definitely bringing it up with you. Okay, <laughs> I love the scene where he's because a lot of it takes place in Philadelphia, which I also really like. That was pretty cool. Um, the lion walking across the steps. I think of the art museum is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. and this this summer went down to Eastern State Penitentiary, uh, took son and he got to see what it's really like in there and a lot of the greatest scenes in that movie where they're in the sanitarium yep. that's eastern state and they didn't have to do a thing to eastern state penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looks like um so to, so to be there this summer that off off also enhanced it but the scene i was talking about was when bruce willis comes back and now um madeline stowe's in baltimore she's given a speech a lecture in baltimore and he is in her car and he wants her to drive him back to Philadelphia and she's listening to music and he just starts crying. It's um, oh, wow. Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. And he's, he's like, can you turn us up? Can you turn us up? And like, she's scared to death and all he cares about is listening to the music. And then she's going to turn it down. He's like, don't turn it down. Don't turn it down. Like he's, Ugh. and he's bawling in the back seat because he got, he gets to hear music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love I love stuff like that. And I I mean you could even take this to another thing like the Army of the 12 Monkeys in this movie is a lot like Project Mayhem and Fight Club. With a little bit different goal, but it's kind of the same. David Morse is really good in this. What was the thing that we would talk about with a with a happy ending? The very the very end when the guy with the really bad red wig ponytail on the airplane opened up the virus file. Yeah, David Morse. Yeah, people people would say, you know, oh, it's a it's a bad it's that's not a happy ending because it's going to happen again. It's like no, it's it's a happy ending because now they pinpointed what happened and we can surmise they're going to find him and stop it. So that was always the argument whether or not him releasing the virus is. The, the unhappy ending or the fact that they were able to pinpoint the point in time where it happened was a happy ending. And you and I were on the, at least at the time, we're on the page of the, or on the side of it's a happy ending because they finally found where it was, but they still had more work to do to get to that point in time. That's really interesting that you're saying this because my son was watching this with me and he saw the end finally. I think he had only seen bits and pieces of it. And there is that scene where he releases it a little bit in the airport and then right. he gets on the plane. Yeah. And you think he's you think he's getting away with it. And he sits down next to a woman and he starts telling her about, you know, that he's gone on a trip. And he starts talking to this woman. That woman is one of the people that is sending Bruce Willis back. Right. Oh, yes. That was a detail I think you pointed out in the movie. Now you say that. I do remember this part. Right. And my son didn't realize that when he's looking, because he's like, and that's how it ends. Like, he, my son was yeah. like, that's how it ends? I was like, I was like yeah, that's, that's the ending. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And I go, that woman, she introduces herself and she says, I'm an insurance. Yeah. That's like the last line of the movie. That means it's a happy ending. That woman yeah. is from the future and she is going to get him yep look at this damn look at all these decades damn, later we're still we're still on the side the right side of that argument <laughs> it's 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 a great movie it's not something you sit and watch you know gather the family around and watch right. but but as far as these kind of movies go uh i love it it's my number four did, did you check out the the tv show when the no. pain came on, no. <laughs> I didn't. Even, yeah. I didn't even know there was one. It wasn't good. I saw two episodes same, and I, I checked out. Same yeah, story, was, like kind of like, sort of. It was the guy. It was a cool guy who was in Nikita. I think he was in that other the Cabin in the Woods movie. I think oh, he was geez. in. Um, he was does, the uh, the star of it. Does he play James Cole, the same yeah. character? Yeah. Okay, I love the scene where they send him. They accidentally send him to uh, nineteen seventeen. And he gets shot in the trenches in World War One, and then he comes back, and then and they they find him, and he's he's wounded, and she's she finds the bullet in his leg. He's a bullet in his leg from 1917. That That's was, when she st starts to believe him. I think that was the scene I thought you were going to talk about because when he arrives, a a shot soldier being played by none other than your favorite music artist Sting falls across the front of the camera, who's a really good friend of Terry Gilliam. 
<laughs> Sting's in uh, Adventures of Baron Munchausen. He's in too. everything. Oh yeah, that was uh was that the one? Um, take him out and execute him. Is that that movie? That, yeah, that line? Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the best scenes in that movie too. Yeah, he plays a soldier yep, again. Yeah. He comes up and he's, he, he thinks he's done something good, and they got to take him out and execute him. Yeah. And he just gets his look on his face. We yeah. can't possibly continue this war with soldiers making us look like we know what we're doing, or something to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Python. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was uh, John Cleese that told him to take him away and execute him. Right? I think, I think it so. was. Yeah. No, I, I swore when you said my favorite scene is like, oh, here comes the sing scene. It always comes back to Sting. So yeah, sting this, sting that, you know. What a great movie. And the score even the dan and danner. Yeah. On the accordion. Yeah. You know, like oh, right. yeah. Yep. Chris, great choice. I'm I'm shocked. I know for a fact my next three, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's Matt's turn. Okay. Um this one is I, I really tried not putting ones in this realm or this popular or this uh commercial in a sense on the list i wanted to keep the list out there just to, just so we'd have 15 different things to talk about but i couldn't i could not keep not put this on the list because i've read the book that was based on by patrick lynch who hasn't been hasn't written anything in a long time he wrote three amazing books and retired it was i believe called the omega strain at the time or the mega virus it was turned into a movie with dustin hoffman it, it won't be surprise me if it's on the rest of our list as well, but I, 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 I could not, I tried not putting it on the list and I had to in the end and it's outbreak. It is such a captivating movie that I just is like, it has to be on the list. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm fighting myself over something that needs to be on this list. So outbreak is my number four. Hmm. Excellent choice. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Chris is saying. That's all I'm saying. It's not on my list. I, I really don't remember much about it, but I know as soon as all this stuff happening, it became like the number four thing, most watched thing on Netflix. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 That and Contagion, I think, which I thought was horrible. Contagion, I, 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 Contagion, I saw recently, like when this all started before it even hit the US. I'd never seen it before. And I will say, up until the point Gwyneth Paltrow died, is that just, that's who's in it, right? That's the one. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Which is, it's actually really good. Then it's kind of a slog. I it mean, just, yeah. yeah this drag. Those first 10, 15 minutes are pretty like, ooh. And then it's like, okay, let's move on, please. It was like, it was like, you know, it, even though it's probably like two, two and a half hours, it seemed like five. Yes, exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. My number three stars another, the same actor from 12 Monkeys. It's a cliche kind of movie of, of, of a lot of zombies crawling over walls. It's Brad Pitt in, in um, World War Z. <laughs> I've never Mostly seen that. I need to. No? I've never, I haven't, but I do need to see it. Mostly, it's it's, it's, it's so it's, good. Yeah, it's oh, Dave, is it on your list? No, it's not because for the rest of my list, other than the video game, I tried to not do movies that turn the where the virus turns the people into something. Yeah, but mostly they, that's all that these movies are anymore. They they are, and I feel like a lot of people, and, and there's nothing wrong with that because I love those movies. But I I tried to avoid that. But World War Z is freaking unbelievably great. Yeah, it doesn't he have like like kids in it? He's, trying, he's up on the rooftop trying to get his kids on the helicopter and shit. And yeah, and that chase. and and at that point they're in uh, they're either in, are they in Camden? Because oh, that really? takes place in Philadelphia. The, oh, no the, shit. The whole, I didn't know that. The whole first act of World War Z is is Brad Pitt in Philadelphia with a virus again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his eyeballs cockeyed a little bit. Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching it for, for the first time. I love Brad Pitt. And, and this movie was just like, you know, over the top zombiness and, and him being all cool as hell. And it, what's, what's at the end? Isn't he like in a room with like. Other zombies in, in, well, in glass cases or something like that, like face to face. Well, I Matt think. hasn't seen him. Does Matt <laughs> care what we are, talking about? Face to face, a couple of zombie spoons. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to. I had to get out of my system. No, I don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that will look up every spoiler the night before a movie's re- when it's released in Asia. I'll look for every picture, story plot I can, and then still go see the movie. So it's, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. This is fantastic. <laughs> and, and, I'm only telling this to Chris because he wants to to remember. I'm not. I have like, it right here. I look over on my DVD shelf and I see. I'm like, I should watch that. 
Again. He realizes he's a he's a um he's like a a scientist, like a pathologist. Like he studies disease, I think, and stuff. But he does it. He did it like on a military level. He has something to do with the military. And he at one point realizes that the they're not zombies, really. No, they're just people that have this virus. He realizes at one point that they only they don't go after people that are sick. Hmm. That's right. We're all safe. All, <laughs> he sees them like part the seas around this one person. Yes. That, that he assumes is sick. So they end up going to the World Health Organization's headquarters. And he has this theory. They're, the the place is like crawling with them. And they're, they figure they're going to die anyway. So without really even knowing if his theory is true, he locks himself in a room where they actually have every virus known to man in vials and he injects himself with several of them oh my like God. <laughs> a, le- a lethal dose of them and opens the door to this room and lets them come to him and the guy comes right up to his face and he's sniffing at him and sniffing yes! at him and he lets him go because he's sick and they were all stds <laughs> that he got from Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Who got him from Billy Bug Thornton? <laughs> Realis or something like that. <laughs> and it ends with him just walking out of the building as they run by him and don't even care about him because at that point he's sick. So he figures out the way to make everybody safe is to make everybody sick. Mm. Yeah. And and yeah. from that they develop a, a an antidote. It's fantastic. It's what and, it's and a, there's there's been rumors of making a sequel for a long time, and they still haven't got around yet to uh, to. Isn't it based off a comic? I think they're novels. Yeah, okay. it's, and it's by um. Oh no, it might not be this. I thought it was by uh, Mel Brooks's son, but it, that might be the Zombie Survival Handbook or something like that. No, I think I, I'm sorry. I think I got the books mixed up. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> But yeah, that that's my number three. World War Z, okay. Brad Pitt. I remember just just having a good time watching it. I've just been handed a note oh by boy. my son, who Shit. who who loves this, this just movie. in. Who loves this movie probably more than I do. And this is exactly what it says, and I'll read it to you. Pitt is a UN agent slash investigator thing. Oh, thanks, thanks, son. That clears it up. <laughs> hey, and this just in. World War Z indeed was written by Max Brooks. So Mel Brooks' son wrote this story. Very nice. Shit. Yep. That's cool. I never knew that. Very nice. He says not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's somebody he's a UN investigator. All right. Thank- <laughs> you know, if, if Jack wants to be on, you're right. Next time I'll ask him. Okay. All thank right. you, Jack. Jack loves Jack loves movies like like World War Z and and things like that. We do out there. We sit around and watch us this garbage. It's 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 a bonding thing. Garbage. The virus is making everyone bond. No, not here. <laughs> not in this house. <laughs> Um, Dave, you're number three. All right, my number three, not a movie. Ah. Okay. What? I told, I told you. you to go off I know. I know. You did. You <laughs> did. All right, my number three is. It's not even a single television show. It is the seven episode story arc of Mrs. Wilk on Scrubs. <laughs> I want that on a loop. I want Matt's reaction on a loop. <laughs> always, okay. always with the scrubs. Always. <laughs> this is season five, I believe, of Scrubs. There's a, you know, you guys know who Michael Learned is, the actress. Um, she was Mrs. Walton. You'd recognize her, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Walton. She, uh, she plays this character that's a patient on Scrubs. She's in oh, seven her, episodes. Yeah. Okay. And and it's it's she, everybody loves her. She's like this sweet lady. She's got a respiratory infection and it goes up and down and up and down. Um, so she thinks she's getting discharged from Sacred Heart. She's she's gotten over her illness. And as she's leaving, one of the orderlies whose name is Cabbage. The episode is called My Cabbage. That's her she, actual first name. No, the 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 orderly. Like he's like one of the interns. He's one of the med medical interns. As he's leaving, 
He's actually leaving because JD has told him he, he's a lousy doctor and he should quit. And as he's leaving, he turns to her and shakes her hand and says, you were always really nice to me. And he had just touched some contaminated thing that she then gets infected by mm. and comes back in the next episode, which is called My Five Steps, which is her going through the doctors really going through the five stages of grief over her death. And uh, Dave Foley is actually in that episode. He plays like the uh, psychologist of the hospital. It's really, really good. Um, it's really, really sad. Isn't Scrubs a comedy? It is, but at times <laughs> it's uh, it rips your heart out. And okay. in this case, it does that. And it's on Hulu. You don't have to really know a whole lot about Scrubs to enjoy this story arc. If you just started in season five, you're going to miss a lot of backstory. But I encourage people to watch it because it's really well acted. It's devastatingly sad. And it's actually a lot like what's going on now. Mm. Oof. Maybe you don't. Maybe for that reason, they don't want to watch it. Yeah. In, yeah, that, it's... in those episodes, the this uh, this virus slash bacteria, they highlight it in green. So anytime anybody has it. It's green. It, it's highlighted in green on the episode, and she's about to leave, and that's when he shakes her hand, and his hand is green, and then she shakes her hand, and then she like touches her face, you know, and it's like, ah. it's sad. That's my number. That's my number three. Scrubs. Mm. No, I'm sad now, Dave. Yeah, thanks, well, Dave. don't be sad. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Matt, what's your number three? Okay, this one. I don't know if you guys will like it or not. I I want to think you will. And I, I suggest, well, again, we all have the time, so let's check it out. What really frustrates me about this movie is that I, I find it so damn good, but it's like just barely pa- has a passing grade on everything. It's got like a 6.6 on IMDb. It's got like a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's a fabulous movie. It's, even, it's an even better book, and it's The Girl with All the Gifts. Never heard of it. Never heard of it? Okay. Well, yeah. it's it's originally, an, it's an amazing book. I will say the book's better than a movie, which is usually the case in these things. It's a book by M.R. Kelly, The Girl with All the Gifts. It's about, and they never call them a zombie outbreak. It, they kind of take the Walking Dead path. They call them the Hungries. They're the people that are just eating people who don't have this affliction. And they've actually managed to contain this pretty well. And they managed to separate the two societies, not even societies, but the two types of people, the hungries and then the people that aren't aren't afflicted. There's this one girl who's got a foot in both worlds. As long as you're talking to her like a person, as long as you're engaged with her, she's a normal human. The second you let your guard down and there's something that triggers this hunger, she turns into one of the hungries. So she's the focus of this movie. She's the key of them trying to figure out what's happening between the two because she has both affliction. Well, she has the affliction, and she also has moments of clarity. And the movie is so well presented in this idea and and so well filmed that I am – I'm really – I'm I'm kind of perplexed why it's got such a low audience rating. In fact, because of the low audience rating, there was a sequel called The Boy on the Bridge, which never got made, which is unfortunate because it kind of starts to tie up the story and goes into one called Someone Like Me, which is this this book. It's a book trilogy, but the movie trilogy never happened. But The Girl with All the Gifts alone is a really good watch, and I think one of the most unique zombie movies we've gotten since... Uh, um, I can't think of it now. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. I mean, Shaun of the Dead re reinvigorated the zombie apocalypse, and then Girl with All the Gifts kind of put a new spin on it um, from the the head scratcher side. So that is my number three. That, that, that sounds yeah, sounds yeah. interesting to watch. I think that I think you guys like, would like it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find that. Just don't turn your back. Just be nice to her and talk <laughs> exactly, to her. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's it. And that yeah. is that's kind of uh, I don't know if I want to give away the 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 scene, but I'm not going to give away what happens, but kind of what I described, uh, actually more what Chris described, turning your back on her was where we introduced to the character. And I won't, I won't say anything else. Cool. Awesome. All right. Is uh, my number two, which I think is another uh, film that I think Dave likes a lot, but Dave changes though. You know, he has one week he hates it. Next <laughs> he week doesn't he remember it, having in-depth conversations about the happy ending of Twelve Monkeys with somebody calls his friends. So there you go. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and I think this movie is mostly about what happened after a gigantic outbreak that kills mostly the whole mankind. 
and it's about one guy and his dog. <laughs> I am legend. Well, it's it's one of the best movies ever. I will never watch that movie again in my life. It's what? rough. The Be- dog. Exactly. Oh. Dave hit the nail on the head. That is why I won't yeah. watch it. That uh, scene is it, so rough. But it is a good movie, but because of that scene, I can't watch it again. I can't. It's been forever since I, I even seen seen this movie, but I just remember loving it the first time I saw it. And, and could they couldn't be in, in sunlight? Is, is that right? It wasn't they, they always were in the darkness? They, they didn't come, come out during the day? Yeah, so. yeah. They had to, they had to be in, in darkness. And they weren't zombies. They were... Yeah. They, it, was a, it was like a form of rabies or something. Yes! And he is a doctor, some also, and, and and at one point thought he had the cure. For, for whatever reason, there's something in his blood that, that uh, prevented him. not him, change or helps, helps him heal them? or pre- Prevented him from getting the virus. He can still be killed by them. Which at the end, I guess, you know. Spoiler, everyone's dead. <laughs> well, not not really. Did they, isn't at the end of it with a bomb? Didn't he like pull a, a grenade or something and the whole thing? But the, but the, the girl and the boy find oh, him right. from his broadcast and the, and it ends with them. You're right. Surviving. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. It's a great movie. He's so good in that movie, his performances, because he's acting off of nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's acting off of mannequins. So when he's yelling at Frank, Frank, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Love I that. I watch these movies again. I remember <laughs> seeing them. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that yeah, movie. that's that's my number two. Not on your list, Dave. I d- I just for the same reason as World War Z and and Matt mentioned Shaun of the Dead. I just tried to avoid the virus turning people into things. Okay. Just just to make my list a little different because because you're right. If I was making this list just based on that stuff, number one, Shaun of the Dead. Number two, I am Legend. Number three, <laughs> World War Z. You know, it's like I, my list would be exactly that. You're right. Be just like mine. Okay. <laughs> um, well, what's your number two then, Dave? All right, my number two. You're gonna laugh at me. This is a movie, at least. Okay. This is possibly one of the worst movies ever made. Oh boy. But I love, love watching this movie. Rocket Man, when they do the isolation test and the guy wraps his pants around his ears. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> the movie is The Happening. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a, is, is that, that an Mark M. Night Wal- Shyamalan movie? Yeah, is that Mark Wahlberg's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I gave yeah. up on M. Night Shyamalan after six cents. I was an early outer. It is complete and utter garbage. But it is so much fun to watch. My son and I watch it. I play this game. This is what I do. I don't know what y'all do, but I have every premium cable channel. You know, you name it and Ooh, I have it. Look at me. I'm Dave. I have got money flowing out of my pockets. <laughs> I have prism. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> King of the castle. King I'm of the time of so podcasting. <laughs> so this is what I do. I go to the 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 lowest number and I scan up and I play the the movie game. So I'll scan up and I'll be like, oh, you know, uh, staying alive is on. Okay, I'll I'll put that on and then I scan up and I go, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, Rocky Three's on. I'll stay on that, but oh, the happening's on. <laughs> the happening wins the movie game and it stays on. This movie. This is my son and I have this discussion. <laughs> this movie is such a bewildering achievement because is it serious or is it spoof? Is that the one about the wind? Yeah. What the, are we- <laughs> the, the plants, the trees, and the plants oh God, are angry, yeah. are angry with mankind for treating them poorly. And create some kind of virus that blows from them in the wind. And when people uh, are exper- experience it, they commit suicide. Dave, I hate to uh, <laughs> interject here, but that's what's, yeah. happening. that's what's happening right now. No. This is not a virus for humans. This is an antibody for the earth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the movie starts out actually pretty good and it starts out in philadelphia again everything happens in philadelphia um so if we wipe I, philadelphia off the face of the earth we'll all be fine 
<laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Construction workers are jumping for, to their deaths off tops of buildings. It's very, it's very disturbing at the beginning. But then the acting starts, and the acting is so horrible that you must think at some point that it's not serious. Like they can't be this bad. So sometimes when you watch it, you go, you'll say like, this is a comedy. Like this has to be a comedy. And the next time you watch it, you go, no, they're just being serious and they're just awful. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I (laughs) enjoy watching it. It's Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel and uh, John Leguizamo. I don't, I don't really, I'm not a fan of him or Mark Wahlberg really, but uh, Mark Wahlberg can act. And I'm not, not a, in this. I'm not a fan of Zoe Deschanel. What's funny is that actually, I, when I've seen interviews of her and her as a as herself, she doesn't bother me. But everything she's ever done makes me want to throw an empty can at the TV screen. <laughs> empty can. The can's never full. It's no, always empty. Oh, no, yeah. she's, I don't hit. Her. I don't hit her that much. Yeah, he didn't want to waste it. You know, he drinks no, it I, first. I save that for Kevin Costner. Oh, oh God! <laughs> Stop it. You're just lucky the postman isn't about a virus or That's anything. That's true, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I if you haven't seen the happening in a while, I I it's encourage you to wa- I encourage you to watch it and please report back to whether or not you think this is real. I mean, like like this is real and and they're just doing a bad job or it's intentionally awful and Shyamalan is winking at us the whole time. <laughs> All right, because I, I don't know, but that's the premise of the movie. It's a lot like uh, Bird Box. Bird Box was good, though. I like Bird Box. Well, this is no. not good, but I love it. <laughs> it's my number good. two. It's 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 refuse. This movie, but I watch it every time it's on. My son is oh, sitting over here. Jack, don't we watch this every second of the day if it's on? The happening. He goes, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, so, you turn off Rocky Three for the happening every time, every time. Wow, what? No, yeah. you gonna? He's <laughs> so awful in it. Yeah, it's so bad. At some point, he's trying to get into a house that's all boarded up. And he's like, hey guys, it's okay. We can all get along. Hey, listen. Oh, Blackwater, keep on rolling. Mississippi Moon, why don't you keep on shining on me? For no reason. Just start singing. Wow. (laughs) At one point, he starts apologizing to a plant, which happens to be plastic. (laughs) That's awesome. That's smart. I'm talking to a plant. What a great movie. Please watch The Happening while you're quarantined because I was going to say if you're quarantined Dave for a while you should you should live stream yourself watching this movie. <laughs> one of the greatest podcasts ever made. I cannot think of the title of now. Uh, oh, it's I think it's called The Worst Idea Ever. And they used <laughs> to watch Sex in the City 2 every, <laughs> every week for an entire year and do a podcast really? after watching it. You should do that oh. with The Happening. I would love to. I would love to. There's one character. All he does is talk about hot dogs. <laughs> that that's the kind of thing they started making up these elaborate backstories for people that are on screen for like a almost immeasurable second. I think this mm-hmm. is this is like your your uh, this is your calling right here. Happening okay. the happening the worst idea ever. The happening. Okay. What one of the people is just some random person. They kill themselves. They're on a they're riding a riding lawnmower. They're they're riding along. They hop off. They run in front of it and lie down and let it let run over them. <laughs> it's like, what is it? What am I watching? <laughs> this is crazy pants, but I love it. And you got to host it as Mark Wahlberg the whole time. Hey guys, you want to watch the happening <laughs> with me? <laughs> That's oh my, my number two. All right, man. What's your number two? Can you can you top the happening? Well, it's not the happening. I can tell you that much. Okay, this one, this might be my cheater episode because there's not really an official quarantine, but the entire city kind of becomes a quarantine area because of what's happening. And it's not a virus, but it is a parasite. And it's actually, we, we kind of get the idea that it's more than one parasite. It's the city of New York, and it's the night that Cloverfield was revealed or, well, invades the city. 
So Cloverfield is my number two because even even though it's not really quarantined, you kind of you get the med you get the medical tents, you get the med uh, the hazmat suits, and you get the feeling that there's no one. Everyone else is locked down in the city, whether it's official or not. And Cloverfield is. I'm starting to have a love hate relationship with J.J. Abrams for several reasons, and we're not going to get into that. But Cloverfield. <laughs> There's really nothing wrong with anything he did with Cloverfield. It's one of my all-time favorites. I already love big monster movies. I remember movies. seeing it. I, lo- I yeah. actually I actually enjoyed found, found footage movies. I'm one of the only people that like Apollo 18. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy this. And I consider this in the realm of what we're talking about. And I give it my number two. That's a good one. First time I saw that, man, it was for a while. You thought like some shit was real and stuff. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> And then wasn't what wasn't what's the ten Cloverfield Lane? Is that the one that was? That's the one with John Netflix. Goodman, which was really good yeah. too. And then uh, what was the yeah, one? Yeah, with, really it was a Netflix one that it was it was in space. Paradox. Yes, yes, with Chris O'Dowell. Also great. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice little trilogy. What happened to all the wombs? That was John Lennon <laughs> playing Chris O'Dowell. <laughs> You could you could even construe that into this being not a virus necessary, necessarily, but um, uh, who's the girl that that um, I can't remember anybody's name right now. The one she was on Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Linda Linda Carly Cardinelli. No, that's no, one of the other girls. She's she's like the one emo kind of chick in it. Yeah, she gets she gets scratched by one of the little things that are on yes. Cloverfield. Busy Phillips is that the other one? No, I, I wouldn't know the name if you said it. She and she starts getting sick. Yeah, like from her, it. and we don't see what happens. We get the sense that her head basically explodes inside that hazmat tent. She blows up. Yeah, because you can see you can see the silhouette of her getting right. like 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 Willy Wonka, like the blueberry girl. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she and she blows up. What a great movie. Yep. That was, that was a good one, man. Thank you. I totally forgot about that, those kind of movies. Well, my number one is the most obvious one, and this is this is Chris. This is me. This is this is I like this because it's Mel Gibson. I like this because it's it's Bruce Willis. I it's I have no reason why this is on my list, <laughs> except for what Matt said. Well, you're thinking of 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 um, virus movies and outbreak movies and and whatnot. Is this has to be on my list, and I don't know why. It's it's outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the first thing that pops in your head is is outbreak and, and the the monkey virus and whatever the happened. Mice. I don't know. I was laughing I at you, but now I'm, now I'm laughing with you because you're right. It is a monkey virus. Yeah. I don't remember anything else. I just think, well, fuck it. I had to put outbreak as number one because that's the most common sense movie out there about an outbreak. <laughs> Dave must love this movie because of the Friends reference later on in life. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing I I remember seeing Outbreak, but I just I, it's Marcel. It's the same monkey. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's the same monkey. So that's like they they did a two part episode of that then on Friends of them filming the fictitious Outbreak two. Yeah, with Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That was that have- was. I think it might have been their Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, maybe, yeah, whatever. because they had a lot of so. You know, <laughs> it, it was uh, Julia Roberts was in it. Oh, good, um, even better. Yeah, it was it was a star-studded Friends episode two-parter, and I'm sure David Schwimmer just stole the show with his winning personality in that show. It's look, you know, Marcel, my old monkey. As a matter of fact, he did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> did did you guys see about Courtney Cox said what she's doing during her her quarantine? No, what's she doing? David Arquette. She binge watched. Uh, she binge watched Friends. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Look at Matt. Oh Christ! It is a little self serving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like posting fan film on neozaz dot com. Wait, what? Wait, what? what? You, are you saying that's on there and I can watch it right now? <laughs> you could. So that's my number one, the obvious one, Outbreak. It's a stupid number one, but I don't care. At least I follow the rules. Dave, you're next. (laughs) Speaking of not following the rules. (laughs) (laughs) My number one, not a movie either. But it does take place in Philadelphia, which (laughs) is almost all of my list and some of other people's. And it is season nine, episode seven 
of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, (laughs) The Gang Gets Quarantined. Oh, jeez. Which is one of the best episodes before this happened. Watching it now, even better. Also on Hulu, so you can sit down and have yourself a Dave List extravaganza on Hulu between Scrubs and It's Always Sunny. But if you don't know the story, and even if you've never seen It's Always Sunny, you can still watch this and think it's funny just because it's just funny. Uh <laughs> The flu hits Philly, and the gang is practicing for a boys to men contest to open for boys to men, and it's it it's just one by one the gang gets quarantine quarantine inside the quarantine by Frank, which is Danny DeVito. Um, Danny DeVito is especially good in this one. It turns out that none of them are actually sick. They just stop drinking when they start to quarantine, and it turns out that they're all alcoholics, and they're going through alcohol withdrawal. Um, if anybody's ever seen the meme of Glenn Howerton going, sickness be gone! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's from this one. It's one of the classic episodes. I watch it a lot, and I've watched it since the quarantine. I'll watch it after. I'll watch it till the day I die. It's one of the greatest shows ever, and this is one of the greatest episodes. That's my number one. I'll allow it. <laughs> allow it. Matt, what's your name? Is yours a movie or TV show? It is Did a movie. Follow I follow the All rules. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think you guys have seen this, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me to find out that you have. But if you haven't, you guys, I think, will like this movie. So I'll give it the name first, and then I'll talk about why I think you like it. The movie is Pontypool. Never heard of it. Never okay. heard of it. Pontypool is the name of a small town outside of Ontario, Canada. And this DJ who does overnights on a radio station, he's kind of a Howard Stern slash Don Imus type character. As he's on the air, the this this they never say the word zombie, but this zombie outbreak takes place. The brilliance of this movie, the absolute brilliance of this movie is the movie never leaves the DJ studio. It's all done through people that are calling in on his show. And it's not even him piecing together what happens. He's just taking advantage of the chaos to to help his um, listenership, to help his show. It's like, this is great radio. He's taking advantage of it. Well, eventually, it makes its way inside the studio. And in the last half hour, we actually finally see what everyone's talking about. But for a solid hour, hour plus like an hour 15 minutes we never ever leave the studio and it's still scary as shit because of what is being reported on the radio and how they're piecing everything together it is one of the best made indie low budget movies i've seen in a long time and probably the best indie zombie movie since edgar wright did (laughs) um uh, again Shaun of the dead great movie if you guys haven't seen it you i think you guys will really really enjoy it Wow. That sounds interesting, yeah. Yeah, your your choices are stuff we haven't seen, but sounds like we better, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you Matt's, like Matt's choices, are like a smart list. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, over the years, people have taken my suggestions, specifically, uh, or I should say, uh, yeah, specifically the ones I think of are monster, are monsters and moon, and this is, I think, in the same quality as as that. So, if people have followed my suggestions on those movies and enjoyed it, then Pontypool, then I think you're really gonna enjoy Pontypool. All right. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, Dave, you, you got some honorable mentions there. Are they, um, are they movies or TV shows? <laughs> I do have movies as honorable mentions. Okay. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I, I yeah. think the, the end of it and the fact that there is a virus and my senator reminded me is the, the virus affects the chimps by making them smart. The virus affects humans by killing them. Mm. And, and the way that ends is that that one guy i guess he's a pilot he gets sick and then he spreads it all over the world so that movie wasn't enough about viruses to me to make a list about that but it does have that feel especially at the end um i think that i and chris i know you're a big fan of grindhouse yeah and the two halves of it to me death proof is by far the superior half of grindhouse the movie yeah but Planet Terror, the first half, is fun to watch because it's poking fun at like these, you know, B movies from the seventies and stuff like sure. that. Um, so the, that is fun to watch. I would include that. And the first time I ever heard of Eli Roth was um, Cabin Fever, mm. mm-hmm. which is is 
just a, a gore fest, but it has his his stamp on it. Um, it's worth watching. There's some other ones like Quarantine, the movie. Um, but that was more of like things being turned into things. I was trying to avoid that with my yeah. list, but uh, I and, and, and the stuff that Chris that you said are obviously better movies than like some of my choices, like especially my number five, you know, um, because <laughs> I am Legend and World War Z, and Matt mentioned Shaun of the Dead. They really would go to a top of a list of a of a thing like this for me, but. <clears throat> Just trying to be different. So yeah. that was all I had. No, that's then what I had extra was was Zombie Lands. I guess if you want to call that like a a virus outbreak thing, it doesn't really explain what happened, but you know, they're yeah. always fun to watch. They go out of their way sometimes. I think to not explain what happens, and I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad because I did look up other things. Like I mean, I mentioned the Postman, uh, the Book of Eli, the Road. Yeah. My son and I were looking these up a lot. Some of them are. The, in the road, he said he thinks it's either a meteor shower or a volcano that creates the apocalypse. In Book of Eli, it's a nuclear war. So, like, there are movies that have this feel, but it's not because of a virus. So, True. because of that, I, I avoided them. So you, so you followed that one rule. All right. That's, that's I, deci- I decide which rules are important and which are arbitrary. <laughs> uh, Matt, do you guess so? I, I wrote two things because uh, I took Dave's lead of using TV and video games, and the only things we haven't mentioned, Doom is a perfect example of a uh, man alone yeah. fighting off a just overrun uh, facility of all kinds of things. And then Walking Dead, I mean, you, you can't talk about a virus outbreak that's changing the world without mentioning Walking Dead. It's had its ups and downs. I think it's on an up again, but it was on such a down that I know some people will never watch it again. And honestly, I can't blame them because it got so bad for a while. But uh, Walking Dead certainly de- certainly defines the world-changing outbreak. Well, you and I used to text one another yeah. every Sunday night, <laughs> I and then that stopped because yeah. we don't watch it. I don't watch it live anymore. Exactly. I, I tend to get catch up on it like a Monday or Tuesday at best at this point now. Yeah, yeah. Are y'all are y'all caught up now? I am. You? I am. It's. I'm trying to think. It, it drag, 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 and then whenever I won't spoil anything. Whenever Negan did what he did, uh, that was that was one of the best episodes in a long time. Yes, yes, it was. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, it's back. And yeah. then this this past Michonne one. Her last episode and some cameos here and there was like, oh, what's going on now? I know. Like now yeah. it's going back up again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, the ups and downs. But it was uh, Quint used to be as big a fan as you and I were when it was when it was in its heyday. But he won't even go. I tell him, I'm like, it's really good now. He's like, no, it's it was so bad. I'm not going to watch it again. And I'm like, you know what? I can't argue with that. You're right. It was so bad. Shame on them for. You know, letting it get so bad for, for losing yeah. losing viewers and all. Yeah. yeah, I'm the kind of person. Though, it, I guess it's my OCD ness. Like, if I start something, if it, if, even if it's shit, I, well, I already wasted so much time <laughs> watching it. I gotta see where it goes next. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, uh, I watch so much less shit if there, I just there, throw in the towel. I have a few instances like that, but not like like I, yeah. You've 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 read your TV spreadsheet to me. I don't have as many as on my list as you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Should we go down our list again? Dave's one of you go down five to one. Okay. And and do it in Mark Wahlberg's voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, do you still have a PlayStation? Uh number five is Resident Evil. It's just it was just called Resident Evil, right? I the think first so. game. Yeah, I think so. So that's my number five. My number four, Twelve Monkeys, a movie. Number three, the seven episode story arc of Mrs. Wilk in Scrubs. Number two, the happening, <laughs> and number and number one, the gang gets quor- quarantined. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Watch it on Hulu. Watch it right now. Turn us <laughs> off. Go watch it. Turn us off. All right, my number five is all sixteen movies of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is Twelve Monkeys. Number three, another Brad Pitt, World War Z. Number two, I Am Legend, and number one, the top five list about outbreak movies. I got to put on outbreak. How about you, Matt? All right. My number five is The Andromeda Strain. Number four, Outbreak. Number three, The Girl with the Gifts. Number two, Cloverfield. 
Number one, as I'm sitting behind a mic in a room by myself right now, I'm kind of freaked out to say is Pontypool. <laughs> They're coming to get you. <laughs> They're in the house. <laughs> well, I guess while you know you out there, while you're stuck in your quarantine in your house, you can down- you can download this, listen to us talk about you know our our top five um, things about quarantine or viruses, and please post your choices. You have plenty of time on our on our, <laughs> on our pages and all. <laughs> What would you like? And if you agree with Dave, should you follow the rules? Or should you not follow the rules? It's it's the end. It's the end of days, man. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a bad sign when Dave goes off. Yeah, off the um, rule list. <laughs> oh yeah, he's never done that. How are you guys handling? I think Mattery told told us what how he's handling being stuck in with his spouse. How are you doing, Dave? Stuck in with you know your spouse and your and your son. I'm fine. <laughs> Look at them. Do you do you see them, or are you all quarantined in your own little rooms? <laughs> I've been, they locked me in the basement days ago. I haven't been out. <laughs> Just glad the cord's this long that it reaches downstairs. As the sun shines down and down, you're like <laughs> sunlight. <laughs> all right. Just want to make sure everyone's safe, safe and sound. Yep. Washing your hands. Purell. I want to be pure. <laughs> Don't lick any doorknobs out there. Okay. Uh, at least not for a while. No, not for a while. So, um, might well. Old habits, Thank old you guys. habits are hard to break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you guys for, you know, talking to me about illnesses, sicknesses, quarantines, and, and Mark Wahlberg and, and the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that again. It's been so, I think I saw that once, Dave, and I was like, that was, that was bad. Yep. I might have to go back and, and, and check it out. I'm ready. But for, right, well, I'm ready for a commentary whenever you want to do it. Oh my god. That might happen because we got plenty of time. That might happening. Is it on <laughs> is it on Netflix? Because there's that Netflix party thing now. That would be freaking hilarious to watch that on Netflix party. What's that, man? Netflix party. It's, I think it's a plug-in for Google, so I think you have to or Chrome, I think you have to watch it through your your um computer but it's a it, it will if you log in and and your other friends log in to this party you send the party link out and then it'll start the movie on everyone's computer at the same time and then turn on your webcam so you can watch it together at a social distance distance oh. close right. close are optional yes they don't get to me twice all right, well, everyone out there, thank you for listening and be safe. You know, this will pass is what I keep hearing every 10 minutes on, on the news. So, um, thanks for listening. Yeah.